following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two on a Tuesday broadcast presented by Soren Eagle. Don't forget a week from Thursday, the biggest NFL round one draft party in the state of Michigan will be inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Lounge at Soren Eagle. I will be the MC. Herman Moore will join me on stage. Devin Gardner, former Michigan QB. And we'll have more notables in person at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside Soren Eagle a week from Thursday night, 7 p.m. Our round one draft preview show will begin inside Ascend. 8 p.m. The draft on all the TVs. They'll have specials and more giveaways. If you're going to be in the Mount Pleasant area or plan on it, one week from Thursday night, it's the biggest round one NFL draft party all the way through round one. And then Devin and Herman and I will be breaking down all the picks. And we'll have in-depth conversation after the Lions make their two first-round selections. That's Thursday night inside the Ascend Sportsbook with live wagering on the draft and more. And everything in sports at Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Book a room, spend the night, hang out, enjoy great food. Your ice-cold favorite adult beverages and more. Go to SorenEagleCasino.com, but look for the huge show to be on stage with Herman Moore and Devin Gardner Thursday night, one week from Thursday night. Round one, NFL draft party inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Lounge at Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, Tim McCormick will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the NBA playoffs and where he thinks Hunter Dickinson will end up. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports from the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. He's probably a happy man. Kerry Carpenter hit a walk-off homer in the bottom of the ninth. Tigers won the first of two. That doubleheader going on in downtown Detroit, 4-3. Was your final. Tigers get a W. Kerry Carpenter, another walk-off. I said it yesterday. I like the young hitters, Carpenter, Veerling, Riley Green, Torque. I, they found some major leaguers. This is a see who can stay in the big leagues type of year for the Tigers. They got quality pitching today. You know, they're, they're, they're a team with no expectations, right? Zero. I mean, none. That Carpenter was three for five with a couple of ribbies and a home run and a double. 
Green was two for five. I give Javi Baez credit. His average is up near 200 after 100. Maybe he got the wake-up call after not knowing how many outs were in the game. McKinstry, who they picked up in that trade with the Cubs, he had a couple of hits. It's a nice win. Tigers are five and nine. Weren't they two and seven? Right? You'll take it. And final pitching numbers. Boyd gave him another quality start. Five innings, five hits. Three runs. Struck out four. I'll tell you what, the Engler guy, outside of one outing, he's been really solid. He went three innings today, two hits allowed, two strikeouts. That's like his attitude. Then Lang got the win with an inning. So, yeah, great pitching. You have the young guys hitting. That that really is the recipe for the Tigers this year. More on the Tigers later in this broadcast with Stout. We'll talk in about 15 minutes. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com will join us. And my conversation with Herman Moore about his relationship with the Eagle Sportsbook and Casino app and his partnership and the Lions and the upcoming draft, all that before we are done. Let's go talk about Pistons and the NBA playoffs. Tim McCormick, he is standing by, Bally Sports Detroit, also College Hoops analyst. He joins us. How you doing, Timmy? Very well. How are you doing, Bill? Good. How You know, if the NBA, like the NHL, could bottle, maybe it's the fact that the seasons are, you know, both 80-plus games, but... Just the difference in pure basketball joy I have watching NBA playoff games compared to the regular season. Yeah, you're exactly right. Part of it is that you know that every team is going to roll out their best players. There's no load management in the playoffs. And it's also set up that you don't have back-to-backs. You play a game, you have a day off, maybe two. Um, and, And the thing that gets me excited the most is just sitting back and watching the adjustments, the, the different pick and roll coverages. Um, you know the the way that Brooklyn double teams Joel Embiid every time he touches it. You just don't see a lot of that. Um, to see Kawhi Leonard playing at his absolute best. Um, to to see the reaction from different injuries. John Morant, Tyler Hero, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. There, there's just uh, there's a lot going on. And and I, I love playoff basketball. Best NBA team you've seen so far in the playoffs, where you've watched them and Tim McCormick said, you know what, I wouldn't be shocked if they win at all. Who's that team? I mean, until Giannis got hurt, I, I've, I've liked Milwaukee all year long. Um, I think that Los Angeles has been fun to, to watch how much they've improved. Um, the play of Austin Reeves the other night, I, I mean, I loved him at uh, Oklahoma, but I never thought he'd be an NBA standout. Um, this is a year in which I think depth is going to come into play more than ever before. With, with injuries, that's certainly a factor. But but I, I, I watch Phoenix, and they're the team, if I have to honestly answer that question, I think that they've got the most upside because they're going to get better and better. And I, and I do know that they lost the first game to the Clippers, and that's going to be the great series. It's probably the series that I'm most looking forward to. Tim McCormick, Valley Sports Detroit, Pistons NBA insider, also college hoops on ESPN, joining us on the Roast Umber. 
Nitro Cold Brewed Hotline. Want to ask you about the Pistons? Uh, is there a type of coach as you think about what you watched all year that a style? Maybe you know picking out the coach is tough, but a style that they need, Tim, that will make the Pistons a contender again. Yeah, Emei Odoka. <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he brings everything that, that I would want. Um, you know, I felt all year long that, that based on his pedigree as an NBA player, somebody that sat at the right hand of Greg Popovich, um, the way he coached Boston, I think he displayed some, some character flaws and whatever happened with the, the front office um, scandal. But I, I know he's a young man and he's learned a lot. I just I, I've I've known him for a while. I, I run the NBA Players Association's Top 100 Camp, and in the camp we have a coaching program in which current NBA players come and we teach them how to coach, and then they coach these rosters. They they, they yell at the referees. They put in baseline out of bounds. They give motivational talks at halftime. They they do all of these things, and and so in the the you know the 15 years that I've been involved in that program. The, the guy that was most impressive to me was Ime Odoka. Uh, just the way he interacted with players. He was no nonsense, but he was fair. He, um, he's all about accountability. I, I would be thrilled if he's the Pistons' next coach. It may not happen. He, they may go in a different direction, but that's the guy that gets me excited. And from a player personnel standpoint, with a healthy Cade Cunningham, for instance, this past year, if Cade Cunningham was healthy, how many wins would you have put on the Pistons' side? 28. And if he's healthy next year, that number may creep up to 30, which doesn't necessarily move the needle for fans that want a team that's competing at the top. But I do think they're making progress. Um, and to put it in perspective, if, if you want to get to the play in, if, if, if that is your goal, um, to, to be in one of the top 10 spots, You've got to win. I think it was 39 games this year, and and I don't I don't see them making a jump like that next year. Maybe not even the next year, but I do think that in three or four years, that this is a team that has a chance to to compete for a home court advantage. So you're saying in a couple of years, based on how they are the youngest team in the NBA, that two years from now they could be set up for a five six year run. I believe so. And when you look at OKC play this year, they're younger than the Pistons. And they've got one star in Shea Gilgis Alexander and Jalen Williams. I love them. And and, uh, Josh Giddy has a huge future. They'll show you right there how quick things can turn around. Um, Also, if you look back three years, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Cleveland were all among the worst teams in the NBA. Each of them now is top four in their division with home court advantage and a chance to advance. That's how quickly you can turn it around. So I I think three years is the benchmark for when I think that the Pistons will be ready to really compete. Tim McCormick, he is from Valley Sports Detroit, also college hoops analyst. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, uh, if he called you for advice on what's the perfect college fit for Hunter, what school would you recommend right now? Uh, I, I think, I mean, I'm going to say the University of Michigan because I, I believe he's got a chance to go down as one of the all-time greats. Um, but I do understand 
if he were to go to to Kansas because they would compete at the very highest level and and maybe get to the Final Four. And I think that they could probably pay the most money. I think they've been paying money to players for quite a while. And the truth is that that if Hunter's not going to be an NBA player, he's got to do whatever he can to maximize his income. Um, Maybe he would want to play at Maryland, too, because of the fact that his high school coach, Mike Jones, is the head of their recruiting at Maryland. And with that Under Armour money, they could write a big check, too. Um, So I think those are the three options that will be best for him. Um, And, you know, if he does leave, I would certainly miss him, and I would watch a lot more Kansas basketball because I'm a big fan. But my big concern is that the way that they're building the lineup now, I would be really concerned if he comes back, does, does Terrace Reed leave because there's just so many guys in the front line? And that, that would really disturb me because I love his future, and, and um, I would hate to see him leave for any reason. So there's a lot of flux going on right now, and I have no idea how this is going to look about a week from now. Do you, what's the percentage of, uh, just from your observation, or if you talk to anybody, Tim, that Hunter could pull the big surprise and just come back to Michigan? 50-50. Really? I, I think they're, yeah, wow. I think, I think that, that he's been in touch with Juwan and the coaching staff. Um, I, I expect him to be on campus in May to finish up his, his degree. Um, you know, I, I, I sent him a couple texts wishing him luck, and he responded right away. And, and I think that if you are leaving, you might just dry up some of the, the relationships that, that, you know, just kind of along the way type of friendships. Um, and he didn't do that. I, I appreciated him, you know, just responding quick. And I, and I do think he has a love for the University of Michigan and would want to finish the job that, that, that he started. You know, when Sam Webb and I on our podcast, we had Hunter on a couple of weeks ago. And, and we asked him what was important. And he said that he would love to have his number in the rafters with Phil Hubbard and Glenn Rice and, and you know, Cassie Russell. I think that's important to him. And if he, he stayed two more years, he could have a chance to, to leave as Michigan's all-time leading scorer. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, him coming back would be, when you said 50-50, it kind of caught me off guard, Tim, that you know him returning to Michigan, and you're looking at what Juwan Howard is doing right now on the transfer portal trail. I'll give him credit. Uh, it was it looked really bleak you know, three weeks ago. So you know, there, there, there are more pieces, I think, right now for... Dickinson, if he comes back, then he had this past season. That's just my my vibe right now. I, I agree with you. And, and I also think that it would be prudent to not just go and grab every player you can as quick as you can because there there's a whole group of players that are in the NBA draft right now that will pull out because they don't like their status. And there's also a number of college players that are watching their college team bring in um, all kinds of transfers, and they see their minutes going down. Well, there, there's going to be some really good players a month from now that become available. That, that may be too far. Maybe it's two weeks out. Um, Alabama has five guys that have declared for the draft. Some of them are going to come back. Um, Frankie Collins, who was at Michigan originally, he's in the NBA draft right now, but will probably pull out. Who knows how this is going to look? It, it, it's something I've never seen before. And, and that's why I'm a little bit unnerved by how it's going to end up. 
It's college basketball free agency, and, you know, if you're the NCAA and you look back on things with the O'Bannon lawsuit, if you just would have settled and not let it get to the Supreme Court and would have given every college athlete a quality stipend, you would never be in this situation. The transfer portal, uh, I don't like it where guys can transfer in conference. I really don't. Uh, but they're afraid of lawsuits, and that's where we're at today, and you got to live with it, and there's free agency, and coaches can move freely, players can move freely, and you know the NCAA tournament was still a good tournament. I still watch college hoops, so we'll see where it goes. Timmy, I always appreciate your conversation when it comes to basketball. Good talking to you, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, back at you, Tim McCormick, ESPN College Hoops Insider, and also you see him on Valley Sports Detroit when it comes to the Pistons and the NBA. Speaking of the Pistons, they're part of our Bush Light huge question of the day. You can answer it. Just between the Pistons and Wings, who gets back to the playoffs first? You can chime in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain, text the word HUGE. To 21,000. Tigers uh, with a win. Walk off from Kerry Carpenter. Game one of their doubleheader this afternoon in downtown Detroit. 4-3 uh, was that final. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Godsmack. Live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Vandal Institute, Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Vandal Institute. Register at VAI.org. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MercBank.com business, and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Have you ever played golf at Tellymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? 
Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Don't forget a week from Thursday, the biggest round one NFL draft party in Michigan will be at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant. I'll be hosting the pre-draft live show on stage at 7 o'clock at Soren Eagle with Herman Moore, who is a ambassador of their... Eagle Casino and Sports app. Devin Gardner, former Michigan quarterback. You see him on Bally Sports Detroit. He'll be on stage with me. They'll have drink and food specials the entire first round all night long. Book your room at SoarinEagleCasino.com and join me a week from Thursday for the round one NFL draft bash inside the Ascent Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I mentioned the Tigers won their opener 4-3. Kerry Carpenter with a walk-off homer. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. On our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Huge show tape delayed. It airs weeknights at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30 in Lansing. Stout is standing by. How you doing, Timmy? Sounds like all beautiful people next Thursday for the NFL draft. I'd rather watch you guys on TV than those guys are going to have on stage in Kansas City. You yeah. can give all those guys a hug. You can give them all a hug up there on the stage when they come up. You know what we're going to do is that, so at 7 to 8, we're going to do a roundtable on stage at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle and Mount Pleasant. Then after every draft pick at the commercial breaks, We'll break down the picks uh, on stage. And then after the Lions, two first-round picks, if they hold on to both of them, uh, we'll go into it in more detail and then update uh, the picks happening on the TVs. It's going to be a big uh, show. they got a set. They're doing everything uh, top shelf. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with Herman Moore and uh, Devin Gardner. A week from Thursday night, it's open to the public inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub. And Soren Eagle and Mount Pleasant. So what do you think the Lions are going to do in the first round of the draft, Timmy? Well, if you listen to most of these guys, and, you know, a lot of the times, Bill, where mock drafts get screwed up, and I give these guys like Kuiper credit, he's made a lot of money on doing this sort of thing, and he's dead serious, and he's easy to imitate. 
But what they don't anticipate is a trade that happens right during the evening, and then that backs everything up and screws up everybody from there on. Now, we already know the first pick has been traded, but if you go by what most of these guys say when the Lions have the sixth pick, what the guy from Alabama, who I really like, Anybody that plays for Saban and anybody who plays defense for Saban can play. I mean, now they took the you know the receiver from Alabama, and I hope he still you know can get healthy because when he played at his best for Alabama, he was really good. Then he got hurt, and the Lions took him a year ago. But the linebacker, what Will, uh, what is his name? If you listen to these guys, Will Anderson, the guy, what, yeah, Will Anderson. If they get him, I'd say at the sixth spot. That's you know, I mean, he, he's a player. I mean, at least he is at Alabama. What from what I've seen, so it's sound. Look, I'm not an expert. For me to tell you who I think what they're going, all I'm going to do is repeat to you what I hear from those who get paid to analyze this stuff. And and again, as soon as there's some kind of a trade or a change like that, then everything else gets backed up a little bit, one way or the other. But uh, but I think he, you know, I, I I would think that would excite the Lions fans quite a bit. It looks to me like they're dead serious about improving their defense after what they were able to move the ball. I hope, frankly, for their sake, that they get a legitimate, and I mean a legitimate backup quarterback, because I think they were very fortunate last year, Bill, that they got golf through 17 games. Because you know when they lost Stafford, when he went down during his career, they never won a game the rest of the year. They never won a game the rest of the year. And if the same thing happens to golf, I don't see anybody there that can take the other 21 good players on the field, both sides of the ball, who's going to get them a win. And I don't think they have that yet, whether it's Bridgewater or somebody they draft or whoever it might be. I just think you need to have a backup, uh, you know, who who can stem the tide for a while until you get your guy back. That's my thought. Yeah, I think Bridgewater is the type of guy that they desperately need with everything they're building around them. And we'll wait until after the draft, the salary cap hits, on June 1, but uh, Bridgewater, who has started in the NFL, who's won games, I think that's the most important pressing need. Nothing against the upcoming draft, but and not a rookie quarterback or a third rounder. They hope they're going to hit the Brock Purdy sweepstakes and what uh, the last guy in the draft did with the Niners last year. But you, you, you have put too much into the first two years to have something better than Nate Sudfeld as your backup QB. And I believe, I, I, I hope maybe, because why they ever signed Boyle or Sudfeld, I don't get it. It's about my only question marks connected to Holmes and Campbell. So we'll see, though, uh, the draft and where Lamar Jackson, if he signs in Baltimore, how that shakes out. Aaron Rodgers finally getting the deal done with the Jets. There's still a lot of quarterback movement, and that's why I think Bridgewater may be waiting to pick his spot, and also he knows he's coveted, so they're looking for top dollar as a backup. Well, even to get golf out of the game, Bill, late in the game, if they've got a definite win or a definite loss, I mean, I know they protect him, but, you know, he's not the most mobile guy. And, I mean, look, I mean, in the world we live in today in the NFL, when those guys get hit, just look at the seasons that have been ruined for teams that have lost the quarterback, you know, uh, at any point during the year. And I think the problem with Lamar Jackson is, you know, he's such a good runner, but he gets hit. Are you going to give him five years worth of $2 trillion because you know he's not good? I mean, I think teams have 
pay these guys if they know they weren't going to get hurt. But you get guys like Garoppolo and, and Lamar Jackson and some of these guys that have been knocked out. Uh, the guy with the Cowboys, those guys get knocked out of the thing, and then you're all screwed up the rest of the way. I mean, even Philadelphia, I think Philadelphia and Kansas City, one thing that helped both of them tremendously last year get to the Super Bowl, they were able to keep their quarterback healthy. But if one of those guys goes down, then what do you got left? And and in the Lions' case, they've They've had enough problems getting a starting quarterback, in my opinion, although I like Stafford because he was durable. But but they just, when he went out, they just simply don't have a backup. But I think they were 9-8 and eight in large measure because Goff was able to stay on the field. And as the year went along, and he got acclimated, and they got a little bit better, and they got a few more breaks, blah, blah, blah. Then I think that, you know, then they started to fall into place. Now, if they improve their defense and keep the offense going like it is, well, you know, maybe – Maybe maybe there'll be something more to cheer about this fall uh, as well. Tim Stout, we cheer every time I hear Superfly Hayes says Stout on Sports will be on the huge show from our affiliate. The game, 7.30 a.m. You can hear uh, Timmy weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the radio. Also look for him on TV uh, in the Lansing State Journal. Uh, Izzo seems uh, really relaxed right now. You know, your, your team had an unexpected run in the tournament to get to the Sweet 16. Uh, stud recruiting class coming in, players coming back. Uh, Tom has a setup which could lead to a possible second national championship that he's coveted. Well, he certainly hopes you're right, Bill. You know, I mean, they, they have not lost anybody to the draft, and he's been selling Purdue like crazy, but Zach Eady today declared for the draft, although don't let that mislead you on any of these underclassmen declaring because a lot of them do it just to get a kind of a lay of the land as to where they are right now and to let the pros tell them this is where you need to be a year from now or whatever. Now, Eady is not high on anybody's draft board, and name, image, and likeness money comes into play right now. And Thomas said he wouldn't be surprised yet, and I think the deadline is next week for underclassmen to declare for the draft. So he's got two or three of those guys that are still mulling that over, but even if they do, that doesn't mean that they can't uh, come back. Uh, but, but to your point, he has spoken openly for 100 years about wanting to, like he says, a lot of guys have won one national title, but there are very few guys that have won two or more, and that's on his mind. And I think the one thing that he has felt he has not had in these last three years of 13 losses, each of the last three years, he has not had enough depth at a lot of different positions. Well, if you look at the 12 scholarship players he currently has, it's evident that he's going to have depth. How much those freshmen, the four incoming freshmen, figure in right away remains to be seen. And I don't think it's a cakewalk for any of those four to just automatically get playing time because with the guys he's got coming back, Bill, you know, they played pretty well by the end of the year, but they but they should figure in the playing group. You would certainly think that. Plus, you know, doggone well, He's going to have about four or five of those non-conference games are going to be against good teams. He's already got Duke and Arizona lined up, and they're going to be in the gamut games again, and I think they'll be on the road, and they could play somebody like Connecticut. So they could have three or four or five really tough non-conference games. And even when they lose some of those, I never think that, you know, that, that to me just strengthens them, tells them right where they have to be. Tom will be the first to tell you that with all of these roster changes in the Big Ten because of the portal and everything else, he can't fully ascertain the 14 teams across the board who's going to have what, when, where, and how, other than the fact that he thinks at the moment anyway, Purdue and Michigan State look to be, again, the top teams in the league. Well, and what's interesting uh, with Purdue, I, I did see 
that Edie, did he declare? I think he did. He did today. Right, yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Today. Right, yeah, so I, but, but, he, he declared for the lot, draft. He did, but a lot of the Purdue people think that's to get a handle of where he stands. Now, remember, Purdue's, you know, it's different. Purdue, you know, he, he could end up like a lot of guys, you know, hey, if you come back, you know, here's what we'll pay you. And, you know, it used to be you couldn't do any of that. Now, you know, you might just go ahead and play both sides and see which one's going to pay you more money. I mean, obviously, he was the college player of the year. And uh, so, I, I mean, it stands to reason Purdue clearly would want to do what it can to get him back. Because they've got, like Thomas, like Izzo says, they got eight guys back. They won the league by three games. They won the Big Ten tournament. And those guys will all be older. And they've got three very promising recruits coming in. Now, Edie would obviously be the key, you know, for what their hopes are at the same time. But I think that the key date is not next week when these guys declare. I think it's June 1st when you have to pull your name out. If after that date you have not pulled your name out, no, then life goes on and you're one way or the other, you're done with college. And I think that's going to be interesting in the month of May, you know, when you have the NBA combine and you have these guys trying out and interviewing with these NBA teams to see who stays and who goes. Because every year, you know, some of these guys get in and they come out. The the other thing is, who's the Michigan? The Michigan kid, they lost a guy today, too. What is it? Uh, Papa Conte? Yeah, he yeah he he has to be let out of his name, out of his scholarship, and he's leaving. I mean, you only can wonder, by the time we get to the start of fall practice, who in the world is going to be on the Michigan roster? Because there are a lot of openings there. Hey, man, I just had Tim McCormick say it's 50-50, Dickinson could come back. That's I, I didn't think it was that high uh, of a number. So we'll see. Timmy, I got to get to a network break. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy summer when it returns. Okay, big boy. Talk to you soon. All right, Tim Stout from Stout on Sports. Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. in Lansing on our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. Huge show is heard. Tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30 in the capital city. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. The one-two. Right side, Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. 
Visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another True and Blue segment on the Huge Show across Michigan. We've partnered with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, and every week at this time, we talk about some of the great stories connected to the brave men and women in law enforcement all across this state. And today, it's a privilege and pleasure to have the police chief of White Lake Township, Dan Keller, join us on another edition of True and Blue on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome in, Chief. Hey, huge. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know, I was looking at uh, your bio. You just celebrated your 25th year in law enforcement. You've done everything. Patrol officer, detective, a student resource officer, very important at schools, a sergeant, a lieutenant, past president of the Oakland County Association of Chiefs of Police, and the current treasurer. Uh, you have a long list there. Uh, with a life that you've given to law enforcement. What made you get into law enforcement, and what's been the highlight of your career so far? So I, since I can remember, I've always wanted to be a police officer. It's just one of those callings that you get, and I, it, it, it never swayed. Um, I remember uh, a detective from Grand Rapids, because I'm from Grand Rapids, detective from Grand Rapids PD came in as a freshman when I was in high school, and he gave a 10-minute speech, and I was hooked. Uh, you didn't have to say any more, and and it, it it's just a drive that you have. Um, and I've always wanted to be one. It's a it's a great, uh, great law enforcement is great to be in. Well, what out of all the jobs I've listed, and even more on your resume, chief, what prepared you to become a police chief? Well, what job? So I, it, the culmination of all of them prepared me to be a police chief. That's why I did. I did as much as possible. I wasn't just a patrolman or I wasn't just a detective. I did several different positions so I could incorporate what I learned in those positions to become a better leader and a police chief. One thing I've noticed in all my conversation with the men and women connected to law enforcement in Michigan since we started True and Blue back in February, community uh, is a key word. Community policing, relationships with local communities across the state. And you have a fabulous story uh, connected to somebody there uh, in your community. Let's talk about Diane Gordon. Oh, I love love Diane. She's an angel. A uh, little backstory on, on Diane. She's she's about sixty five years old, and about a year ago, uh, she works for a local uh, grocery store in White Lake. And about a year ago, she lost the use of her car. It broke down, and she couldn't afford to fix it. So she would get up, walk a mile and a half to work, work her eight hour shift, and walk a mile and a half back. So she would do that every time, and it's been she did that for a good year. Um, and about January, mid-January this year, she was walking home, and it was an especially cold day. So there's a gas station that's halfway between her home and uh, the grocery store. So she stopped in to warm up, and as she was walking in, she found a plastic bag uh, full of cards and money on checks. And she, so she grabbed it, picked it up, went inside, and asked the the, uh, the gas station to call the police so she could turn it over and, and make sure that it gets or we get it to the rightful owner. So uh, she turned it in, and you mentioned Diane walks back and forth to work every day. Yep. So the police department, led by you, White Lake Township, decided to have a fundraiser 
and through the White Lake Police Foundation, raised about 85000 You were able to re- repair her residence, purchase her a car, and set up uh, a couple of CDs with a local bank so she can be secure for years to come. All that, you talk about paying it forward on steroids. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that's, that's right, huge. So when, when someone, because she could have easily taken that $15,000, put it in her pocket, walked home, and started looking for a new car or for a used car. She could have easily done that. No one would have been uh, the wiser. So it ended up being uh, a couple just got married over the weekend. And it's a young couple, and uh, some of the family members are bringing uh, the presents and the money back to their residence. And uh, it fell out of a family member's pocket into that into the parking lot. Um, and like I said, she could have just picked it up and kept going, but she didn't. She did the right thing. And she, even though she had hardships, she still did the right thing. And that, that warms my heart because good people are good people, and you want to support and help the people who are good and that need help, and she did. And we could see it, and you talk to her, and it's just she's she such a good person. So I worked with the Zot Automotive Group uh, through the White Lake Police Foundation uh, and to get her a car. So we decided one of the wives in um, in the police department said, hey, I want to start a GoFundMe page. I'm like, absolutely, start that page. So I want the White Lake Police Department, or the Police Foundation, to support that. So we called local uh, TV stations and radio stations, and they came out, and we did the story. And then and the GoFundMe page took off. Uh, we hit local businesses that, that are supportive of the police department that know who we are and know that we want to help the community. So we, we did that, and the money just kept coming in and coming in. And so we got her a car, her house. We got her new windows, oh. uh, carpet, new appliances. Mm. Um, and then we put gave, gave, put some money in the CD so she would have money to come, like a one, two, or three-year CD, so she would have money in the future uh, so she would be stable. Think about that. You're Diane Gordon, White Lake Township, Michigan. You're walking back and forth to work because your p- car broke down. You want to keep money coming in. Things are tight. You're older. You find fifteen grand. Could have been probably six months of living well. You decided to do the right thing, and by making that move, you end up with a new car, repaired residence, money in the bank, and eighty-five grand raised through the White Lake Police Foundation. Now, that's part of that connecting the community that I'm feeling all across this state. Uh, the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police—they uh, work together. Uh, to help people on a daily basis. Not everybody gets 85 grand. Somebody could get their life saved. Somebody uh, calls police because they need help. Uh, there are so many different ways of connecting to communities across this state uh, for police departments like the White Lake Township Police Department. Before I let you go, uh, let's talk about an officer you have, somebody on your staff uh, that has done something special uh, that you're really proud of. So I, I will tell you what I'm most proud of. It's, it's not just one officer; it's all of them. So they're all. When I hired uh, the young officers in, and they grow to be excellent police officers, they are all uh, want to be involved in the community. So I want to hire officers that believe, and not only White Lake, but believe in helping the community to make it a better place to keep. White Lake safe and prosperous. So I'm, I'm proud of the men and women that work for White Lake Township Police Department because they are community focused and they they want to make sure that uh, White Lake is the, the best and safest place to live. 
He is the chief of police for the White Lake Township Police Department. Dan Keller is his name. He's joining us on another True and Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And remember, over 4,000 law enforcement openings across the state. So you could Google White Lake Police Department. You could stop by, fill out an application all across the state, wherever you're listening, whenever you hear this. Uh, Google your local county sheriff's police department. Go to the stateofmichigan.gov. If you want to make a move to try and become a state trooper. So many opportunities right now. Over 4,000 openings. Uh, Men and women who protect and serve on a daily basis like Dan Keller and his team at the White Lake Township Police Department. Dan, appreciate the conversation here on the HUGE show across Michigan. Look forward to seeing you again. God bless you, Hughes. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, back at you, and thank you for protecting and serving on a daily basis. Dan Keller, police chief for the White Lake Township Police Department, joining us on another edition of True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. A reminder, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.